Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Did you know that the Honda Accord, the Honda Civic are the two vehicles that are stolen the most? And do you know what colors thieves prefer? Well, that's just one of the topics that we're going to discuss today on Star Style. Be the star you are. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth coach, and hopefully I will be your guide on the side throughout this wonderful hour that we will share together because we really do want you to listen to your heart and know yourself and be the best person you can possibly be. The miracle moment for today is from Pablo Picasso. My mother said to me, if you become a soldier, you'll be a general. If you become a monk, you're going to end up as the Pope. But instead, I became a painter and I wound up as Picasso. I love that quote. I just thought, you know, what a great mother to just, uh, you know, instill in her child this Uh, think great, reach for the stars, be the best you can be, and you're going to the top no matter what you do. So how wonderful that he chose to be a painter and that he became Picasso. (laughs) Well, um, two other things we're going to be talking about in today's show is communicating. And it is a skill that every single person needs, no matter who you are. And how do you get your desires heard without being overbearing or demanding? I'm going to give you a few guidelines for expressing yourself so that everything you do will be kind of a win-win. And then, of course, we have another garden issue today. We're going to go out into the winter wonderland. So you better grab your coat, your hat, your gloves, your boots. And we're going to talk a little bit about the garden chores that can be done in the snow, sleet, and rain. Well, did you watch the SAG Awards on Sunday? I loved them. You know, again, it's my favorite because I'm a Screen Actors Guild after member and have been for four decades. These are my favorite awards. And for the past 23 years, I've had the privilege of voting in the annual Screen Actors Guild Awards. And this year was the 23rd year. So if you missed it, I just wanted to give you an overview of 
the winners. And I was really excited because, as I explained last week, I take voting really seriously. So I am not one of these people that just vote and, you know, just go eeny, meeny, miny, mo or something like that. I really watch every single movie. I take notes. Uh, I really am. I'm really dedicated to it. It's the same thing if I'm voting in any election. I do the same thing. But um, I was really excited because the majority of my the people that I voted for actually won. So for cast in a motion picture, um, Hidden Figures won. That was my absolute favorite movie. Although I thought that. Um, you know, Fences, Captain Fantastic, Manchester by the Sea were all really great. Moonlight got a lot of nods. Uh, I found it found it difficult, but anyway, that was that won the best cast, um, Hidden Figures, and a male actor in a leading role, Denzel Washington. He um, directed Fences as well, and he worked in Fences, and that was just great. A uh, four female actor in a leading role, Emma Stone won. And that was one, as much as I love Emma, I had not voted for her. I had voted for Natalie Portman because I thought she was brilliant in Jackie. I, I mean, I loved everybody in this one. I, uh, Meryl Streep was another one of my runner-ups there because she was hysterical as Florence Foster Jenkins. In the male actor in a supporting role um it was won by um Mahershala Ali who was wonderful in it although that was one I didn't vote I voted for Hugh Grant uh, Viola Davis won for Fences female actor supporting role that is who um I voted for um Stranger Things won the ensemble in a drama series and that was Heather Brittany's absolutely favorite, favorite uh, show. I personally liked The Crown. John Lithgow did win for Male Actor in a Drummer Series on The Crown. He was my, he was my vote. And if you haven't seen The Crown, it's really, really excellent. Again, you know, I, I was a history major. I'm crazy about history. So I really um, loved it. Oh, what was really fun, I have to say, if you didn't see the show, when Stranger Things won, you know, the whole ensemble goes up there. And I think it's a huge cast and it's mostly kids. And I was really thrilled because it is mostly kids. You should have seen how excited they were jumping up and down and high-fiving. And they were really, really having a good time. And then Orange is a New Black won, um, again, for ensemble in a comedy series. And there's like 37 women in that particular um, show, as well as a few men. So that was really great. It's great to see a show that features so many women. And female actor in a drama series, um, Claire Voy for The Crown one. I thought it was really going to, all the people were really terrific um, in there, um, in that particular one. But Wow, The Crown, it was great. And then uh, William Macy won for Shameless in a comedy series. And Julia Louise Dreyfus uh, for Veep, she is just very beloved by everyone. I was really a fan of Grace and Frankie, you know, with either Jane Fonda or Lily Tomlin. Um, Brian Cranston won for Male Actor all the way, another fan favorite. Sarah Paulson for People vs. O.J., female actor, television movie. She was amazing playing Marsha Clark, and she was my vote uh, as well. Game of Thrones, stunt ensemble, that was my vote as well. Really great. And uh, for stunt ensemble in a motion picture, Hawk, uh, Hawk uh, Sasha Ridge. Um, 
The stunt ensemble for a drama or comedy series was Game of Thrones, just not to confuse anybody. And, of course, the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Lily Tomlin, and she was very, very funny. uh, Of course, lots of beautiful dresses, lots of crazy outfits. Um, I think everything is just accepted, and so that's kind of why it goes that way. So let's talk about the car theft. Now that I've um, gone on and on about the the, uh, SAG Awards, now the Academy Awards will be coming up at the end of the month. Happy February. So we have that to look forward to. And usually the the SAG Awards are a foreshadow of who's going to win in the Academy Awards. So... um, it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, for many of us, a car is an essential part of our daily life. If you don't live in New York City and walk or take the subway everywhere, you probably need a car. And we invest thousands of dollars in our cars. And some of us see them kind of as extensions of ourselves. So we can't make it throughout the day without them. I know that For me, I could literally, I don't want to say I want to live in my car, but I keep everything in my car in case that I did have to spend a day or a night in there. You know, water, a a few snacks, blankets. Um, I have my work documents in there, uh, flashlights, brooms, (laughs) pillows, all that kind of stuff. I always used to, as an actor, keep a bag as well with changes of clothes and all of that in case whatever audition I was on, I needed something different. But the thing is, is that we value our cars. And the crazy part is, is that thieves do too. Thieves uh, in 2014, according to the FBI, a car was stolen in the United States every 40 seconds or every 46 seconds. Now, that's a statistic that none of us who own a car want to be a part of. Even the modern security system in cars, they might help deter the theft, but there are things you can do to further minimize your risk by understanding what it is that thieves are looking for and how it is they think. And so by taking these proactive steps, to keep your car safe, you hopefully will keep it safe. And it also knows, uh, it also will help to know what cars are the most, um, that are the cars that thieves are, they're easiest to steal. You may want to stay away from those because you really don't want to be part of those statistics. So here are, first of all, the preferred makes and models for car thieves because keep in mind, car thieves are opportunists. They steal any car that's an easy target But there are certain makes and models that rank high on their hit list. Now, this is from the National Insurance Crime Bureau, uh, and this is the 2016 Hot Wheels report. Interestingly, the Honda Accord is the number one stolen car, with the Honda Civic a very close second, a distinction that both cars have held since 2007. That's a long time. Time. And a lot of other imports, as well as American made pickups, are also named on the top 10 list of the most stolen cars. So here's the top 10 list, and let's hope that you're not driving one of these a 1996 Honda Accord, a 98 Honda Civic, a 2006 full size Ford pickup, a 2004 full size Chevy pickup. A 2014 Toyota Camry, a 2001 Dodge pickup full size, 
2014 Toyota Corolla, 2015 Nissan Altima, and a 2002 Dodge Caravan. And number 10 is the 2008 Chevrolet Impala. Now, these are all statistics from, uh, this was released in 2016, but it's statistics from 2015. So that's why you're not seeing any 2016 cars on there. But what makes older cars so popular? Why are they the target? Well, Hondas in particular, they hold the resale value. Plus, thieves can really profit. They strip them down. They sell the parts to repair shops and scrapyards. And older cars are easier to steal because they usually lack all that advanced anti-theft protection. And that makes it easy for the thieves. Now, what are their favorite colors? The color of your car may increase its desirability among thieves. And this is, again... um, a survey that was done by CCC Information Services, and the top five colors of vehicles stolen in 2014 were silver, white, black, gold, and dark green. I'm so glad none of my cars are those colors. These same colors are also among the most popular in new car sales. They're not only in demand, they're also ubiquitous. I mean, if you look around, I mean, those are the colors that you see all the time. I, my car is like, my, I drive, uh, my Ford Explorer is a crimson color. I mean, be this star you are is red, crimson. And so I guess it's maybe, you know, too bright or something. <laughs> anyway, what are the most susceptible locations for car thieves? Now, these uh, nationwide statistics are for 2014, and they indicate that car thefts were most prevalent in the West, and particularly right here in California, and they're least prevalent in the Northeast. Now, I don't know if that's because there are less cars there or you know, there are less thieves, who knows? But here's how um, the theft market ranks in the different parts of the country. In the West, the West Coast, 37.1% of car thefts are there, with California just leading the pack. In the South, it's 36.5. The Midwest, 17.9. And the Northeast is only 8.5. Maybe it's also colder up there. Who knows? No matter what area of the country you live in, though, the odds of having your car stolen are going to be the highest in urban areas. So most of the places that cars are stolen are in cities. Dark, secluded places are also prime sites that are favored by thieves because they can work being undisturbed. And those would include parking garages, shopping centers, large uh, apartment complexes, and anywhere that large groups of cars are parked together for extended periods of time, probably like airport, you know, parking places as well, they all, they offer, what happens is there's so many cars that there's a big choice and it makes it easier for thieves to see and hear when people are coming. So, What can you do to prevent your car theft now that you know what cars that thieves are looking for and where they prefer to do their, you know, their fancy work? What can you do to protect your car? Well, common sense tips can help. First of all, obviously, you want to lock your car and you should lock your car even when you're at home or stopping for a quick errand. You know, double check that the doors are locked before walking away. Uh, I'm something, I'm a person, I always lock my car at home too. I even lock it if it's in the garage. I just think 
locking it is a good idea. But if you live in a rural area or, you know, in in a kind of a semi, you know, suburban area where there's not a lot of people and not a lot of crime, how often have you left your car running just to drop that uh, piece of mail in the mailbox? Well, be aware that's when somebody jumps in and steals your car. Never leave your car running unattended because it is an open invitation for thieves. Never leave valuables in plain sight where they might be uh, tempting to anybody passing by. And the other thing that they say to do is don't even leave bags or blankets on the car seat or on the floor because thieves may think that these... um, you know, that a bag or a blanket is concealing something of value. So it's just better to move everything out of view and keep the interior of your car nice and tidy and don't have anything exciting. Obviously, do not leave your cell phone in your car where it can be seen. Don't leave your purse in your car where it can be seen. And for guys, you know, so many guys, if you're going into some place and you think you don't need your wallet, so you leave your wallet under the seat or in the, in the, um, you know, the glove compartment, well, that's all an invitation. Always close your windows and the sunroof. It's been known they climb in through the sunroofs if you're not in the car because a window left open, even a crack, can provide the entry point for a thief that needs to break in. Uh, Obviously, a lot of thieves, they'll just break windows. Park in a well-lit area. Don't keep a spare key in or around your car because thieves know exactly where to look for them. And it's really a good idea to invest in an anti-theft system, even if you already have one installed in your car. There's a lot of options from steering wheel locks, car alarms, electronic immobilizers, kill switches. You know, that will prevent the car from being hotwired. You can also have an electronic uh, tracking system installed that will be activated if your car is stolen, and that allows a law enforcement to trace its location. I think that if you subscribe to something like OnStar, they can also track it, and that's also a good idea. I know when it comes to breaking windows, uh, my husband was parked on a, um, a street, but the street was dark, and it was in a good area, but uh, near a freeway, and thieves came, and they broke the windows on about 10 cars that were parked in a row. He was at a meeting, and he had left his briefcase with his laptop and his phone and everything in the car, and of course, everything was stolen, plus the windows were broken. Now, what do you do if your car is stolen? If your car goes missing, first verify that it's actually been stolen and not towed. I had that happen to me, getting my car towed. Now, if your car was parked on private property, you're going to want to check with area businesses or the parking lot attendant because there are websites that will allow you to quickly locate a towed vehicle by entering a license plate number or a vehicle identification number. Now, with that being said, I don't know how many of us carry our VIN number or our license plate number with us. Usually, we keep our registration and everything in our glove box. So that might be a good idea to type in your VIN number or, or your license plate number. Keep it someplace where you're going to always have it. Um, if your car wasn't towed or was on public property, you want to contact the police. They'll ask you about, um, about your vehicle. They'll ask you to fill out a report. They're going to want details. They're going to want that VIN number. They're going to want the make, the model, the year, the color, the license plate number. 
um, any distinguishing characteristics. So probably a good idea to take some pictures of your car. And once you file the police report, you want to contact your insurance company. And then to expedite the claim, be ready with all that essential information, including the vehicle's title, the location of the keys, the names of everyone who had access to the car, and a list of any personal property that was in the car at the time it was stolen. If you are leasing or financing your car, you want to report that loss to the lender. Now, what about insurance coverage for car theft? Most auto insurance policies cover car theft if you have comprehensive coverage, and they will embrace, uh, embrace, they will reimburse you for the appraised value of the car. You know, they'll usually look at Kelly Blue Book or something like that. Now, that is assuming it's not returned or for the damage that was done to the car as a result of the theft. Now, Heather, uh, Brittany, when she was in college, had her car stolen. And it was gone for two weeks, and it was finally found on the border of Mexico. It was returned. There was a bit of damage, but unfortunately, the deductible was more, or, you know, the deductible and the damage were kind of a wash. And so that was a kind of, that was a rather bummer to have your car gone for two weeks and the stress about that and having to rent a car and all of that. So that's kind of bad that when they, you know, that they don't give you something for the days that it's missing. Now, statistically, vehicle thefts have been trending a bit downward since their peak in 1991, which is credited to technology, law enforcement efforts, and the creation of anti-theft organizations whose mission it is to combat auto theft. But You know, thieves are always finding new ways to adapt and hone their craft. And uh, since um, home burglary sometimes can carry a higher uh, jail or prison sentence, a lot of thieves now are turning to cars. So be preventative. It might deter them and it might help ensure that your car remains safely in your possession. And just again, be aware of what cars are the most stolen. So I hope that this is helpful information for you because we don't want you as a a statistic. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back and we're going to talk about communication. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. 
This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, we are giving a lot of information out today. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I am very glad that you are with us. Well, in this segment, I want to talk about some communication skills because we could all use some help in that uh, department. Communication is, uh, you know, being a good communer, communicator is so important in almost everything that we do. But what if it, you really need some help in life? Communicating what you want isn't needy. It's normal. And there's a way to get your desires across without feeling overly demanding. So let's look at a few ways to do that because nobody wants to be called uh, needy when you are trying to, you know, communicate something that you really feel is necessary in your life. It's not a very nice label. It kind of is like a, you know, a a punch to the gut, but it's unfair to describe someone just because they have needs as being needy because we all have needs. We all need more attention. You know, we all need to have more love and happiness and money and all that stuff in our lives. I mean, almost everybody, if you ask them, they would like better relationships, be it with friends or family, colleagues, lovers, whatever it is. But there is a really good way to ask for what you want with whatever that relationship is, your boss or whatever. And everything is in the delivery, and that's where the communication comes in. If you make requests with tantrums and tears, then you're going to be considered hypersensitive. If you make them in a calm, cool way, you are being very grown up about it. So here are some guidelines for expressing your desires in a very non-combative, even approachable fashion while leaving room for other people to express what it is that they need as well. First, figure out what it is that you really want and you really need. Yes, some of us want, um, you know, some some um, daily some daily hugs or we want some flowers or we want that perfect surprise birthday party, whatever it is. We want our friends to know, you know, that we're important to them. Whatever it is, we all have something. But, you know, like, you know, the song, you can't always get what you want. (laughs) You know, Mick Jagger's song. If you're feeling unsatisfied in your relationship, put some serious thought into what's truly missing. You know, if you want more fancy date nights, think, hmm, well, maybe it's hard to get reservations. So maybe what it is is that you got to help out 
and you have to suggest, or maybe you'll have to make the reservation. Or is it maybe that you feel like your needs aren't being prioritized in the family? Well, it's better to express that. You don't want to sound petty because, you know, everybody in your family or in your relationship has something that they probably want too. So just be honest and open. It's key to communicate with grace. It's, um, you know, it's never, it's never a good thing to just text somebody if you're feeling angry or email them. Remember, things can be taken out of context. So what you want is you want to be able to talk to people when you really need something and talk to them in person. And if you're talking to them over the phone, it's okay as long as they can understand what it is that you really are trying to convey through your voice and that you're not being, you know, pay, uh, you're not being petty or baby-like or whatever it is. So it might mean reevaluating your needs. Maybe it means turning the page. Maybe it means finding your satisfaction in some other way. And another thing that's important is to learn to fulfill your own needs by being self-reliant. It's a really strong word, but it has some soft edges. The, the ability to know yourself well enough to provide the answers and your inner balance that you require is really a, a special thing. And it's something that can be cultivated. So remember, you can cultivate that same thing that for you. And that, that would be something that would be worth um, worth doing. Relationships, whatever they are, whether they are work or family or romantic, they enrich our lives in so many ways. But you don't want to estimate, est, yeah, underestimate the unique power of self-support. So to test how self-reliant you are, simply try it. Work through an issue all by yourself. And this is where, you know, if you go on walks or hikes or you garden or spend some time by yourself, you meditate, this is going to be like your best friend. You want to be able to go out by yourself. you got to be able to go and get that cup of coffee and really think about what you need. You know, yes, it's true, only somebody else can give you a good massage because even when you massage your own hands or feet, it never feels the same as when you get a reflexology. But just remember that your heart, your mind, and your soul are so much better at um, communicating your needs when you start with yourself. So learn to communicate what it is you want and do it do it for yourself. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about in this segment is how to age courageously. Uh, All of us are aging. From the moment we're born, we are en route to dying. And it sounds kind of defeating, but that is the truth. So there's over 10,000 Americans that are turning 65 years of age every single day. Now, That is a lot of challenges and opportunities for each of us personally and as a society. um, It's really unprecedented. Not only are we rethinking what it means to be 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, we're also facing a very exciting and uncertain future when it comes to living longer. And the younger you are today, the longer you possibly can live. I mean, it is said now that babies born today, if they're not hit by a bus 
or get some terrible disease. They take care of themselves and their bodies. They may have the ability to live to 150 or more. Now, that really presents a lot of excitement and at the same time a lot of challenges because how many jobs are you going to have? How many times are you going to have to reinvent yourself? How many chapters in that book are you going to have to write? So there's a host of ethical, psychological, and technological, as well as practical matters that are just looming before us. And to address them effectively, we need to start with ourselves. So we have to live our best lives. I'm always saying that here on the program. We have to be our best selves, our unique selves. That's be the star you are. We must put our houses in order. And that's not talking about uh, wills and trusts and things like that. This means that we have to be emotionally, spiritually in good, close relationships with ourselves and with others. We have to learn to over to overcome and to face our fears. Uh, we have to live compassionately. Uh, as we age, we have to be uh, more caring and more gentle with our older selves because we're going to look in the mirror. We're going to see our moms. We're going to see our dads. We're going to say, who is that person? And I have friends all the time that are um, are saying that. In fact, whenever I open my Facebook page, there's usually someone that is posting something saying, who was that person that I saw this morning? It couldn't have been me. But again, growing older takes courage. So each season of our uh, life requires us to be brave, to be humble, and to be courageous. So let's, we need to age courageously, right? Because I think all of us are determined to live as long as possible, as healthy as possible, and as happy as possible. And we can do this, we can do this when we embrace courage and we reimagine the future. So once you've had a chance to see where you want to go, and that's, you know, we're doing that at this time of the year. It's like we're setting our goals, we're mapping our route, we're trying to get on the right road to get us where we want to go. We have to give ourselves permission, time to consider new found options for what we want to do in life. We got to imagine our best possible future. And imagine ourselves awakening into that best possible future. Possibilities are unlimited. They're endless as we reach for the stars. We have to be uplifting, transformative, open our minds, our hearts, re-energize our lives. And, of course, we've got to formulate that action plan. You know, we always say we have to dream the dream, we got to write the plan, but then we're going to have to go into action. So once we set our sights on what's possible and envision ourselves in that quote-unquote perfect world, we have to be ready to put together an action plan that outlines where it is we're going so that we know how to get from A to Z uh, without too many zigzags in the M's and the L's and the P's and the Q's. Remember that we're all a work in progress. I have always said that we are just humans in training. And the critical path to our best possible self and our future comes together over time as we learn to be more authentic and then be more true to ourselves. The masks, the pretense, the arrogance, and the need for status start falling away. So being all grown up doesn't necessarily mean that by age you're grown up. It really means being grown up in your mind and having um, 
an attitude of playfulness, you know, a flexibility of open-mindedness, of a sense of wonder at the world. One of the beautiful things about working with kids and being with kids is they have such an incredible sense of wonder. Everything is a surprise and it's exciting. It's like the first time they see it. So we have to learn to do that. We have to free ourselves of our insecurities, let go of those demons and those fears, and finally begin to feel comfortable in our own skin. So when we do the work and we leave a legacy of love for ourselves, then we're going to cultivate freedom, peace, calm, and participate in daily practices that bring these wonderful virtues into our lives. And what's the reward at the end of that? We really get to enjoy life as never before by paying all the good things forward and having ourselves um, free from fears and free from those insecurities and free from that anxiety. In other words, we're going to find a really deep centered peace. I know it's ongoing and it's a struggle to get there and it doesn't happen overnight, but by deciding that this is what we want for our lives, that we want to live our best lives, that we want to communicate not only to others but to ourselves what is important, we are going to live as fully as possible. And our legacy will be a legacy of love. Well, stay with me. When we come back from break, we are going to go into the garden and we're going to talk about a the wonderful the wonderful joys actually of winter in the garden and the architecture of the trees that have their leaves fallen off and just to see the beauty of every day uh, outside. So join me as we take a walk through the garden. We will be right back. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And during the break, why don't you check out the website? Be the star you are. Go to be the star you are.org. That's be the star you are.org. I'll be right back and I hope that you'll be back with me. Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, this year is the year of the fire rooster. And fire is definitely kind of what is going to be happening. So how do we put out the fire? There are going to be fires at work, and they're going to put urgency and stress into our days. They're going to put us in a position of solving a problem that in many cases we didn't even know existed. And because of the urgency Often the problems are averted or minimized, but the root cause never is addressed, meaning you fight the same fire over and over again. And while no one wants to admit to liking firefighting, I believe, at least unconsciously, some people actually do like it. It provides an adrenaline rush and perhaps even provides more short-term job satisfaction as well. So what can you do to put out the fires? Stop, drop, and roll. Assuming that you really don't want to deal with the fires, There are three steps that will help you fight the fires and find more time to coach, develop, and better lead your team. The stop. First, you must stop fighting all fires. Recognize that as a leader, the fires don't all belong to you, and with some coaching and development, the fires can be owned by others. Then you're going to have time to work with your team members to do fire prevention. 
Start considering fires as an opportunity for coaching and development. Does this mean you'll never roll up your sleeves and help? No, but it does mean that if you're dealing with all the fires, you can't do all the work that you are truly paid to do. So just stop. Drop. You must drop the fire and hand it off to someone else. In the moment, you might have to help, but your help should be done as a consultant so that you're helping to fight the fire, but you are preparing someone else to do it or prevent it the next time. So drop. Role, you must remember your role. As a leader, your role is to develop others. And as you invest this time, you're providing others the opportunity to put out the fires. You're developing their skills to manage their work more effectively. And by investing the time to coach, you are creating more time to do it more frequently and more effectively in the future. Remember your role. If you find yourself putting out too many fires that are keeping you from doing your less urgent but more important things like coaching and training, remember this. As a leader, you have to focus on the important things. Develop your people, not just the urgent things that pop up every day. And you are the star of your own performance. Turn your profits into your passions. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And to book a consultation, contact 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion dollars. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. I know you have a plan for your life. You have set goals. You know where you want to go. And there's always going to be detours. And that's where I come in right here every week, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Bringing you information that will inspire, entertain, and motivate you. I want to ignite your power and help you shoot for the stars. And I also want to encourage you to get involved and make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. You can visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And also check out our radio site at 
starstyleradio.com and go to the store and why don't you buy um, shirts or t-shirts, I mean uh, t-shirts or books and you, I can even autograph them for you. All the money benefits the charity and will help keep the radio show on the air. So thank you very much. Well, I think that um, the wonder of a winter wardrobe is very fascinating. Chuck Yeager said, do all you can do for as long as you can, and when you can't, do the next best thing. And uh, you all probably know who Chuck Yeager was, the, uh, so I, at least I hope so. Well, uh, it was pouring rain, and I found myself in my gardening clothes. I was sitting on a soggy hill, scooting from bush to bush, and I was pruning all the stray fronds, and a smile crossed my face because I recalled this chapter from the New York Times bestselling book that I co-authored, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, called Overcoming Obstacles. The particular story was the next best thing. It was written by Ann Pell. Thompson about her elderly parents who in their youth they gardened with ease but when they would turn 70s they had weakened muscular systems and it caused their legs to give way without warning and one morning her mom spied her dad lying flat on his stomach under an apple tree and she was really alarmed and she scurried out to help him and then saw he had a trowel in his hand and he was weeding and when she asked him what he was doing he replied the next best thing. (laughs) Well, at the time, you know, we had over 5,000 entries to be whittled down to 101 stories to sow seeds of love, hope, and laughter for our book. And I wasn't convinced that that story merited a coveted page in our book. But today, I am recovering from spinal surgery that I recently had. And I have strict restrictions and instructions of no BLT. That's no bending, lifting, or twisting. And I realized that this story is an important lesson in conquering challenges. Because for me, being in nature, working in the garden is just part of who I am. It's part of my essence. And if it means I have to sit and scuttle and scoot, to get the job done, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So that's what I was doing. And this week, I, for the longest time, I haven't pruned my roses. And normally, we have to have our roses pruned by the end of January. And I just, in the last couple days, have been pruning my roses. And the way that I do it is I'm sitting on the ground with my pruning shears. And I'm literally scooting from rose to rose. And i got to be careful not to get my bottom on the thorns because I did do that and that definitely definitely um, it hurts uh, you know a hard prune is necessary if you've got roses to guarantee another season of bounty so um, but mine had to wait for a little while the rest of my garden is really totally in its winter ro- uh, wardrobe but um, there is still plenty of snipping clipping and cutting to be done My grapevines, my fruit trees, and my berry bushes are just begging to be sheared. I haven't gotten to them yet. Hopefully, I'm going to get to them this week. But the sculptured look of the bark of my prune crepe myrtle glows against that backdrop when it's a cloudless cobalt sky. It is just so beautiful. And you can really see the beauty in the bark in the winter. You can't really see it in the summertime because it's so filled with leaves or the fall when it has all the blossoms. Now, The naked branches of my Japanese maple, they're glowing a deep red in the afternoon sunlight. It's almost a uh, maroon or burgundy color. It's beautiful. And then there's something spectacularly striking about the architecture of deciduous trees with their bare branches swirling towards the heavens. My pear trees are already flowering and the bees are busy collecting nectar from the loquat blossoms. I had an email 
from uh, my pen pal in Norway saying, are you kidding me? Is it already springtime in California <laughs> with all of these things happening? And uh, it's not springtime at all. In fact, today it's supposed to start raining again. We have had a few days of sunshine. But it's amazing how many flowers are in the garden. The daffodils, the narcissi, the, they're just beautiful. And they're already blooming everywhere. The redwood trees, under the redwood trees, the walking ferns, They've begun their parade towards the next grove, and the forget-me-nots are covering the ground with their pretty lime green foliage. And soon blue flowers are going to sprout from their centers, and then the terrain is just going to be a sea of sapphire. Now, the narcissi really have been brightening my days. I just picked another big bouquet today to put here in my office uh, so that I could have another radio show because uh, it's, you know, when it's frosty outside, that's cheery attire of their yellow and white petals, and that they just have that beautiful perfume uh, and a very hypnotic fragrance. I love it. Now, with the downpours, the creeks on my property, and I have three creeks on my property, are flowing, and the sounds of rushing brooks fill the atmosphere. As long as my house isn't flooding, I adore the roar of the waterfalls. I, there's nothing better than the sound of water. Um, you don't want to flood, though. So I just hope that you will grab your coat, your hat, your gloves, your boots, wander into your garden, admire the wonder of the winter garments that nature has provided. And if you, like me, are momentarily physically incapacitated in any way, you can still get your yard chores accomplished by doing the next best thing. And for those of you who live in snow country, And this year, at least in the West and in the Sierras and in the Rockies, wow, the snow is unbelievable. They had like 14 feet in three days, something like that. You really, I know you're out there shoveling snow, but isn't it beautiful? It's such a winter wonderland to see the snow and the icicles dangling from the trees. Well, so here are just a few things that you can do to brighten your February garden. Uh, brighten the dark days of winter with an indoor tropical plant. A rubber tree underplanted with bright pink or red kalanchoe will do just the trick. You can force paper whites, lily of the valley, or amaryllis by putting the bulb in a jar with water by a sunny window. Prune your crepe myrtles, your roses, your berries, your grapes, and your fruit trees now. You really only have if um, pretty much no matter where you are, only maybe a week or two, if your roses are still blooming, like my, I still have roses blooming. I'm cutting the blossoms to bring indoors and then I'm pruning. I still have a few more rose bushes to prune because for some reason my bushes are still covered in roses. It's crazy. Apples, pears, peaches, apricots, plum, and prune trees need their branches pruned to allow for more sunlight penetration, air circulation, and bigger fruit production. Cut out all the dead wood on anything that you're pruning, and you'll be so surprised to see how much there is. Now, refrain from dressing broken limbs or injuries on trees. Wound wood will develop on trees to protect themselves. So by putting a commercial salve on the damaged tissue, you actually might be inviting infections or even pests. So don't do it. Save your tea bags to put on your cuts that you might incur after pruning those roses. You can put a a cool tea bag on those cuts, and it'll encourage some uh, swift healing. I, I am just always covered with, uh, with uh, you know, little dings from my garden. 
You can power your palate by planting heart smart greens, including kale, collard, and mustard for super sources of fiber and phytonutrients. They also have electrolytes and antioxidants, and we really need that this time of year. Feed your houseplants when you notice new leaves developing. Clear the debris from creek breads if you are fortunate enough to have a creek or any water source on your property. You want to avoid overflows, erosion, and damage. And I'll also say, if you have any drains on your property, like near your patio or in your lawns, Clear them out. I cleared mine over the weekend because I was seeing that my patio was flooding. I was shocked. I got five gallons of mud. The, they had, the mud had just clogged all the pipes, and it really took a lot of work to get it out. Um, use a rooting hormone to plant canes of roses and grapes from your personal cuttings. It's a great time to peruse seed catalogs for your springtime ideas. Uh, savor the thunder, the lightning, the rain, and the snow, and... For those of us in the West that have been experiencing a drought, let's just pray that our reservoirs are filled so that we won't have another drought year. And, um, you know, it's almost Groundhog Day, but don't count on the groundhogs to signal an early spring. Males aren't seeking shadows when they emerge from hibernation. They're just looking for love like everybody else. Think about curling up with a copy of Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul for a dose of laughter and inspiration this winter, or even be the star you are, or be the star you are for teens. We have first edition autographed copies available at starstyleradio.com forward slash store. And don't forget, coming up very soon is Valentine's Day, and you want to be thinking about giving your love a live plant or a bouquet of posies. I personally think live plants are better because remember, flowers and amore are bedmates. So happy gardening and happy growing. And thank you so much for being great listeners and letting me into your life every week from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and our show is Star Style. Be the star you are. I really do believe you can change your life and make your dreams come true. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can email me, Cynthia, at star style. Com. You can find more information about the charity, BeTheStarYouAre.org, and uh, more about coaching and speaking and all that kind of good stuff, consultations, whatever you need, at CynthiaBryan.com. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already a star that you have dreamed of becoming, but you already have it. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate now. Remember, you are the greatest. You are the best. You are something wonderful. You're the coolest. You don't have to adjust a thing. Just be yourself because you have already won the race, and you can get what you want out of life. So until next week when we celebrate once again, Remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Join the party next week, 4 to 5, right here on the Voice America Network, Empowerment Channel, and Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thanks for being with me. Be the star you are. 
been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.